worked very hard on, on fitness and um, and the running game. That's what kind of led me to, to want this dream of being a, a racing driver. There's no point in time and anything except standards of excellence. We will deal with the Talton Cup if we're in it and we'll, we'll certainly give it every bit of respect. There's no feeling that beats playing for Ireland. My God, I'm going to do everything that is possible to bring us there. This is Sports Beat Extra. Coming up today, we're welcoming our latest participant in Beats Club Focus. But first, we're diving into the opening six game weeks in the League of Ireland. As always, I'm Sean Connolly, and you're very welcome to Sports Beat Extra. Five counties, one big sports show. Sports Beat Extra. Kicking off this week with a look at the League of Ireland, and while the Premier Division slept yesterday, there was plenty of talking points in the First Division. I am joined by none other than Oshin Langan. How are you doing today, sir? I'm very good. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks so much. Good. Now, I suppose, fittingly, in an Irish stance, we have plenty to talk about in Division 1 last night and no better place to start than the game that didn't actually go ahead. Waterford's game with 3D United postponed at Markets Field in Limerick with a decision taken after 5 o'clock. I can't help but feel for those that were travelling or had already made the trip, it was quite short notice, wasn't it? I think... Waterford SC and Market Fields are jinx. There's just something about those two that just doesn't work. Yesterday was ridiculous. Let's not put too fine a point on it. To make the call that late wasn't good for the Waterford SC supporters, wasn't good for the team, wasn't good for Treaty either, by the way, or their supporters. Um, How the process came to be that it was that late that the decision was made, I'm not sure. Now, I know... It's tough on officials and those who have to run these games. You want to try and get games going if you possibly can. You want to try and get games on if you possibly can. But you ultimately have to be fair to everyone. And I think making that decision at 5 o'clock wasn't fair to everyone. And it probably should have been made earlier. Um, You know what the weather is going to be. You know when it's going to rain. You can nearly tell it to the minute now. So you've no kind of excuse anymore for, well, how were we supposed to know it would rain that heavily? That pitch has had its issues in the past. They've done great work to get it back up to standard. Um, I'm sure Treaty are as frustrated as Waterford are. But look, it, it should be a lesson learned for those involved and the decision makers that you can't leave it that late. It's just, it's not fair. I know they had the best intentions Sean, because they wanted to get the game on and they knew that everyone else involved wanted to get the game on. But ultimately, you have to be fair to everyone. And I don't think leaving it that late was fair to everyone. No, I would agree with you. And as I said, I feel for those that made the trip and that were halfway through making yeah. the trip. But hopefully it is a lesson yeah. learned. Hopefully now, it's a lesson now, now, sorry, I should say as well, is there, like I don't know the exact process of the decision making. Yeah. Were Waterford told, look, we're going to wait until five o'clock. And were they given the option of, look, do you want to wait till five? Or do you want to make a call at lunchtime? I'd, I'd actually be very curious to know what the decision-making process was and how exactly it was made because, I, again, I think it was a poor call to call it off at five, but I'd like to see how the mechanics of how the decision was made and who was involved and who, who came to what decision. I suppose if you look to the matters on the field, Waterford now a game behind played five, whereas all of their opposition and their rivals for Premier Division football have played six. Waterford currently occupy the last promotion playoff spot. They're currently on eight points played, but ominously enough for themselves, Galway running away with it with a perfect 18 points from six games played, 16 goals scored, two conceded. It's a very familiar field to last season, isn't it, Oshin? It is, and I don't know where it has come from this season. Last season, I kind of understand that there was a lot of change around the club and there was a new manager and just circumstances weren't ideal, even though they did actually have a very good squad last year as well as the start of the season. 
I thought they'd get up and running early this season. And it looked good very early, obviously, the way they played against Wexford, I think, was the first game. It's at home. That's where the issues have lied this year. Um, you know, that's that's been their big problem. If they can sort that out, then they could maybe think about catching up with Galway. The problem is that Galway now have got a running start and I don't see them letting up. I think... My thinking around Galway this year was if they had a good start, they'd probably win the first division. I was curious to see how they'd recover from last season and how they so meekly went out in the playoffs and how they kind of fell away in the end. And I have to give a lot of credit to John Caulfield, uh, a, a person and a manager I greatly admire. But I thought last season when they didn't get through, I thought to myself, well, maybe this is done. But in fairness, he's brought in Ali Horgan and obviously he's refreshed the squad a bit. And it's worked so far. So I can't see them dropping off the pace, Sean. So I think um, Waterford, they're going to have to win most of their games from here until the end of the season. That's more than possible, given the, the staff and the talent that they have. But they're already kind of behind the eight ball. Now, they're in good company. Look at Shamrock Rovers in the Premier Division. They haven't started well either. So it, it does happen, teams. And like Manchester United, for many years, when they were winning Premier Leagues on a regular basis, sometimes had bumpy starts. So it's it's not a disaster, but they, they wouldn't want to leave it too long now to start to... Picking up uh, points and wins at home, and that, and again, their away form actually has been fine. That's grand. It's the home form that's what's been poor so far. That's it. And if you're a Waterford supporter, you'll have to look at that old adage of the league format being a marathon and not a sprint. You've made reference to their away form, and the second side in the southeast were on the road yesterday evening. James Keddie's Wexford FC making the trip to the Carlisle grounds to face a former manager Ian Ryan and his Bray Wanderers side. That game finished 3-2 to the home side and it served up a really entertaining spectacle, particularly in the first half. Keddie will be disappointed with the loss, but we saw a debut for a 15-year-old prodigy at senior level in Calum Hartnett. Considering what we've witnessed with Evan Ferguson, it truly is fairy tale stuff, isn't it? It is, and what Evan Ferguson has done, he's kind of normalised early teen debuts. And there's been a good few of them actually in the league when you actually look at the figures and whatever. And... Look, if, if if he's playing, he's obviously good enough. And again, one of the things that Evan Ferguson has done is he's stopped the, well, should you be playing these guys? Are they good enough? Now, not all of them are going to be as good as Evan Ferguson, obviously. But look, if he's getting picked, it's, it's not for the crack. It's not for the fun of it. And it's certainly not for a club to try and make a quick buck and say, well, look, this kid is playing in the, the, the senior team, the adult team, the main team. So obviously you should buy him because they can't go to England until they're 18. Now, they can go to the to continental teams, all right, but uh, they can't go to uh, to England because of Brexit. But look, it's 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 the way the league is going and it's it's a really positive thing. Um, I was thinking during the week about how the league has developed because I was actually speaking to someone in Australia who's doing a comparison between the A-League and a few other leagues and they, and they have no connection to the League of Ireland, I might add, but they were just researching and they found that the crowds were up in the League of Ireland this year and that there was a whole load of other positive things happening like the European runs and results and they were curious as to why that was and I was saying well one of the reasons is is because you know you'll now see good young talent it used to be a case in the League of Ireland I think where you'd get, you'd get chiseled professionals because it was it was you know it was long ball stuff it was horrible conditions it was winter conditions um, and the football just wasn't as good and it was about getting results and winning games regardless whereas now it's about developing your team like if you're a manager in a League of Ireland team the pressure is as much on you now to develop players and to try and bring players through if you possibly can as it is to win football matches and League of Ireland teams are now not just 
you know, 11 to 20 guys in your squad who have no connection with the region. They come in, they get paid, they go home. They've, now there's a connection. Most teams, most of the big teams are full-time. Um, and and that, all has to, that, like, that all has to be justified, if that's the right term. And one of the things you have to do if you're a full-time club or you want to make it a football industry, and that's the other thing, it's now, the League of Ireland is now becoming an industry, whereas before it was like a part-time thing. Um, and one of the things you have to do there is develop young talent. And some of it will sprout up a little bit sooner than others. Uh, this kid obviously is, is a very you know, fast learner, quick developer, and it's great for him. And um, look, it's, it's just good to see this young talent being rewarded. Now, not everyone's going to be an Evan Ferguson or a Wayne Rooney, but there's obviously something to him if he's making his first-team debut, age 15. I don't think I was getting into the under-16 team when I was 15, Sean, so I'm really impressed. <laughs> Very good. Touching on that then, moving forward with the, with the Premier Division, six games in, Shamrock Rovers, five points from six. Not the start that anybody expected, Bowes, 15 from six games played. Are you seeing that progression of youth in that Premier Division as well? I am indeed, and funnily enough, Shamrock Rovers have a young enough team and a few young players, and... I was talking to a friend of mine who's a good Rovers fan. Well, if you can get a good Rovers fan. Um, and I said, I think you'll have a slow start. And he said, I agree. And that's what's happening. Uh, but look, there's a lot of good things going on around the league with regards to young players. Look at Sam Curtis at St. Pat's. He's only 17. And he is one of their first names on the team sheet. Obviously, UCD have always had those young players because that's their model. And look at one of them, Colin Whelan from uh, Kilkenny, who's now at uh, Derry City. Hopefully, we'll see him sooner rather than later he's injured at the moment but look at every team in the league it's not just a one team thing pretty much all of them have a crop of young players now I know Derry have experienced players but even at that they're actually still quite young you know Cork City same thing a good few players who came through the uh, academy you'd have seen a few of them and if you braved the conditions in Oldsier Park on Tuesday night you'd have seen the likes of uh, Bargary and um, the keeper whose name slips me by now actually both keepers were academy keepers one of them got sent off and the other one came in and replaced him and, and, and played well. Um, so, look, that, that's, that's just a thing now in the League of Ireland. It's not the exception. It is pretty much the rule, and there's a couple of reasons for that, um, one of them being that they now have academies and actual structures to bring players through. Absolutely, and it's only going to benefit the game in moving forward. Fantastic to see it, and thanks ever so much for your time today, sir. That's my pleasure, Sean. Five counties, one big sports show. Sports Beat Extra. The latest participant in Beats Club Focus is a boxing club with a passion for developing young talent in the region. Southeast Boxing Club are based in Clearystown, County Wexford, and they're a dedicated group of volunteers and coaches working tirelessly day and night. Their aim is to cultivate the talents of some of the most enthusiastic boxers I've ever had the pleasure of spending time with. We hear now from a selection of people that make this club one that is truly forged in community. My name is Dom Robinson. I'm the head coach down here in the South East Boxing Club. I'm also the secretary of the club. We, we all have several roles to, to fill in a, in a small club like this. I've been with the club about four or five years. Um, I came down to the, the club on the, the request of the secretary at the time, Rowana Webby. Um, the club was losing a little bit of momentum and lacked a little bit of experience, I guess. I had worked as head coach and worked with CBS for a number of years, uh, where my own family had all boxed, my two sons and my daughter. Um, I come from a long line of boxers. My grandfathers and great-grandfathers before them were, were boxers, professional boxers. Uh, so our whole family have uh, a very keen interest in boxing. 
Um, so I was happy to come down here and help out in the first place, and it's, I've been here ever since. Uh, the initial intention was just, just to come down and sort of lay the framework out for them, give them some guidance, and help them with uh, setting things up, if you like. But uh, I enjoyed my time, and I've been, I've been here ever since, as I say. I coached before in the Wexford CBS, which was uh, started in 1952, many years ago. Uh, by the CBS brothers and uh, a fellow called Aidan O'Sullivan, who's unfortunately passed away some, some quite recently. And the ethos in that club, in the way CBS, is what I brought really to, to the South East Boxing Club. And that really, that was a place for everybody here. You know, not, not all of the kids that walk through these doors are going to walk out champions with gold medals around their neck, that, that's, that's for sure. But what they will learn is they'll learn some self-respect, respect for one another, they'll learn some discipline, they'll grow in confidence, and they'll, they'll equate hard work with, with achieving something, uh, and also help build some camaraderie uh, with their own boxes here and with boxes that come across in other clubs. In my opinion, and of course I have more experience in boxing than, than with any of the other sports, I think boxing is unique in, in that what you have to do as an individual as a boxer. Getting in between those ropes takes a great deal of courage. It's not a place for some for bullies. You know, you're getting in the ring with somebody who's your age, your weight, your level of experience. So you don't have any physical advantage over your opponent. It comes down then to your, your want to win. Uh, your strategy, your technique, and your fitness, and uh, and I think that makes it a little bit special. Anybody who's done any boxing will have respect for other boxers and, and for themselves and for anybody involved in the sport because they realise what it takes to take that deep breath and climb in between those ropes. Uh, we've been in existence for eight years. This this is now our fourth home. It's not ideal. What we want is a, our own place, our own premises. We've been looking for this for, for quite some time and hope that our voice will be heard through BEAT and that the, the relevant uh, county council and, and municipal development officers or whatever will hear our, our cry for help. And we've achieved a great deal with the kids we've got. We, we've won county medals, provincial medals, All-Ireland medals. We've completed abroad and brought back gold medals from Sweden and the likes. We've achieved a great deal with the limited resources that we have. But it's unfair, really, on our young boxers to, to be moved from pillar to post in the way we have done. As I say, four different locations in, in eight years, it's, it's not ideal. And we want a clubhouse where we can guarantee a place for our boxers to come in. Not just three days a week, but seven days a week, because that's often what it takes at this level. Certainly now, we're at the height of the season, we've got uh, three boxers through on provincial level competing in all islands in April. And three nights a week is not enough for those guys. We need to be putting extra time and effort and work into them. Now, as volunteers, we don't mind, you know, driving out here to Clary's Town, putting the time in. But we can't just turn the, door, the key on the door and come in here. It's a, it's a shared facility. And what we need is a, our own dedicated premises, really, or an area in a premises that's dedicated to our club where we can put up our own bag and our rings and hold shows and do extra training with, with 
with kids as, as is required. There's so much that we need to do. Uh, as you've seen inside the club here, um, the, the punch bags that we have, they're not pr properly mounted on the wall because the, the structure just, it won't, it won't keep them. So we need to engineer a solution to that. We need to put up a proper iron rail that we can put the bags on, that we can support the bags, and that we can slide to one side or the other should the community want to use the hall. That's an immediate thing we need to do within the next few weeks, really. We need to resolve this before the next season starts. But we have ambitions, as I said, to have our own club. And we, we need to raise funds for that club. We need to, to build a premises. We need to equip that premises with a proper competition ring. We, we struggle with soaps here every week with, with paying our, our way, because even though we have you know, reasonably good numbers, a lot of the kids that we have here in the club come from, what would you call it, maybe areas that aren't so affluent, should we say. And all the, the registration and the subs are kept to a minimum. Even that is at times a little too much. And we don't go chasing kids around for it. They've either got it or they haven't got it. Um, so anything that we get from, from winning this competition would be um, greatly appreciated and do some considerable good for the club. But I guarantee anybody that's ever coming through the doors here, whatever age, boy or girl, man or woman, they've got something out of it. If you don't become a championship boxer, and most don't, unfortunately, you learn what it takes. You'll learn, you'll gain in confidence, you'll gain in fitness. I'm Jenna Reddy, head coach for the underage boxing um, for Southeast Boxing Club. Um, the reason I got involved in boxing is because of my daughter. She started back in 2019, so I just started volunteering. And then this year I went and got my foundation level and I also started boxing last summer myself. So I could teach the kids. The kids love it here. We have fun games every night. My daughter was the shyest child ever and since she started boxing has given her confidence. She's outgoing more, she's really come out of herself and the kids here are the same. They were the shyest kids walking in the door and now they laugh, they joke, they just have so much fun here. And it's completely different because the GAA, you're part of a team. You are part of a team here, but when you get in that ring, it's, it's you and only you. So it, the kids have so much confidence to get in there on their own. And I, I, they had their first little show just recently and I was so proud of them. Every single one of them get in there and they showed all the skills that they've been learning. And beyond belief that at their age they could get in there and do it. And I thought I'd do the same. I'm 36 years of age and I didn't think that I would get in that ring, but now I am. So I can show the kids. I'm, I'm here more than I am at home. I'm away with the kids, other people's kids more than I am with my own sometimes. So um, whether it's the weekends, during the week, I give up any bit of time I have to come here. I mean, it's really, it's all voluntary. I mean, the parents are great as well at helping out when it comes to fundraising and stuff like that. You know, and we've only a few coaches. We've got a couple more coaches now, which is great. And um, we could do with more, Volunteers maybe, as the time goes on, more, more fundraising, our own place. It'd be great to be able to just walk in and, you know, it's, it's great here. Clearstown is absolutely brilliant and we're delighted to be here, but it would be nice just to have our own place eventually. I would love it if come September when I come back with my underage, I have a big, massive group of kids 
that want to be involved. The more kids I have, the better. Do you know what I mean? And I mean, be just putting us on the radio advertises us. I mean, not a lot of people know we're out here, even though I run the Facebook page and I advertise as much as I can on it. But beat is, you know, it's over five counties, so a lot of people will hear it. Our bags at the moment, we don't have them all on the wall, which means that we're having to leave. Well, they're doing other exercises, but it would be great if everybody could be on the bag at the same time. We have like four or five bags on the ground there, and we've nowhere to put them because we don't have a bag frame. So if we won that at Tesnora, we'll pay for that, and it would be absolutely brilliant. Hi, I'm Mick Roach, uh, president of the Series Boxing Club, and also a coach. Uh, we, I suppose we formed back in 2015 because of lack of facilities in Bridgetown and the surrounding areas that at the, at the time wasn't much there for young people to do. So we got together, myself, um, Jimmy, Jimmy Roach and Lorna Wee, and we formed a group first and then after that we, we got things going. But for me, boxing is, is, is it's the discipline and everything else that goes with it. For me, I was boxing from a young age um, in Kilmore, in Kilmore Key, and it, what it done for me was bring me, bring me on. Uh, uh, boxing is, is, is really disciplined. The respect that the young people have here for this, for this club is, is awesome. It's, we're, we're really looking for a, our own club. As you can see here, the facilities are okay, but we're renting this club, so we need our own purpose for the club. That, that's basically what we need because the young people are coming that they are coming on but they need that next step which is uh, a full club with, with all the equipment and a thousand euros would be absolutely amazing uh, if we could get it to get the funding we would be getting more equipment and we would hope to be uh, getting out there and getting more people in hi my name is connor keating i'm with southeast boxing club uh, I've been with them for about six and a half years now, so a while. I think I just like boxing because, well, it's literally the only thing I've been doing for the past six years. I've quit, I quit like all my other sports that I was doing. I was doing football and hurling and soccer and all, but I quit them to keep up boxing because it's it's one of them sports that you need to like show up to every training kind of and devote yourself to it. And I think that's also a part of why I like boxing because it's like it's <laughs> kind of like I, it's something I can devote myself to and. You know, just come here three times a week and just train, have like fun with friends. And then when it comes to competitions, it's, it's like that high after like the fight's over and you've just like won or lost. Either way, it's like, it's just great to be in the ring, if you know what I mean. This club actually, it means a lot to me because all the coaches and everything, I've known them for like, I'm 16 now and I've been here six years. So I've known them a lot in my life and they're like, like a mentor kind of almost, if you know what I mean. I, they're like, I'm very close to them and they help bring me along and uh, everyone in the club is fantastic as well. It's like, they're all really devoted and they're all a lot of like fun. They're good people, good to talk to and it's just like a good time to come here just to this club. I look forward to it every week. My name is Ellie Sinnett and I've been at the club since 2016. So I've been at the club for seven years in total and I really, this club means a lot to me because it has been the first club that I've ever been able to stick to and I felt a part of and I felt I could really do something to be included in the club. And boxing means a lot to me because it's not just about the fighting and the competitive, it's about one about making friends and how much confidence and how much bravery and determination I get from it. I feel like when I'm during doing boxing, I feel 
like I'm more free than I usually am to really not put myself into it, but use my own ideas when I am throwing punches at a bag or maybe sometimes a person. I feel really included and a part of a community when I am doing boxing and when I am at big events, I feel not just someone in a crowd, but someone a part of a crowd. It just makes me feel more of a person than just, it feels me more tall as a person to be able to be a part of something than just sitting in the sidelines and watching it. Being in that ring is an amazing experience. Being able to feel the adrenaline rushing through your body and just letting yourself think of what to do next and trusting your gut is a really big thing for me. And obviously listening to the coaches and help, having them helping you when you're confused or you're feeling a bit down or scared, having all your friends and your teammates and the people you train with there to support you is an amazing experience. And I just love boxing for that because it makes me feel so included in a community. Hello, I'm Lucas Murphy. I've been boxing here for three years. I've won two Oxford Championships and one Leinster Championship. I'm going on to win the All-Ireland, hopefully. Uh, my record is I've won nine fights, two by TKO, and I have four losses. And hopefully I'll go on to fight in Sweden later this year. I love boxing here because it's all my friends are here and it's just fun to be around here. And that I just love boxing. Just have fun, don't push yourself too much and just do what you can. Five counties, one big sports show. Sports Beat Extra. That's everything for today. Continue sending your messages through our socials and your emails to sport at beat102103.com. Beat Anthems is on the way, but following on from today's Club Focus segment, I have one final message for every club in the region. Club Focus with Eco Solar Energy, the solar experts you can rely on. Make the cleaner choice. EcoSolarEnergy.ie. Do you want to join Southeast Boxing Club in putting your name in the hat for the chance at a thousand euro? Well, if so, Club Focus is going to be right up your alley. Each month, I'm getting out and about. I'm visiting clubs in the region and giving them a chance to take their place in the limelight. You'll get the feature on air, online, and across all of our socials. At the end of the 12 months, one of the lucky clubs will buy €1,000 bursary. And that winning club is also going to be chosen through a public vote, giving you an opportunity to attract new members. Club Focus is part of Beat's ongoing commitment to support the work that local clubs do, while also celebrating the positive impact that you all have in your local communities. So just like Southeast Boxing Club, head to beat102103.com forward slash club focus to apply now. I'll see you soon. Club Focus with Eco Solar Energy, the solar experts you can rely on. Make the cleaner choice. EcoSolarEnergy.ie